Dr. Isaac Yankum, DDS. Oh, this is awful. Jerry Lawler's private dentist. What? Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And this week we are talking about a pair of scary sibling wrestlers, The Undertaker and Kane. Yes. Um, the brothers, the brothers of destruction. Yes, or something like that. They're That's called. right. Briefly, yeah. briefly. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of. Uh, this is going to be a, a, a cumbersome, I think, topic to cover. This, <laughs> I just this... had to cut it off at a certain point. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> because I. So, have you watched wrestling? Really? No, and I think that this is something we should talk about briefly uh-huh. before we get into the the like supernatural powers and, quite frankly. Stunningly entertaining. You called it out in a text to me, like soap opera esque. Oh yeah, storylines that these monsters are in. Mm-hmm. No, I am not a fan of wrestling. Uh, not to say that I hate it or anything, but I've never but really watched it. I've had friends that watch it, and I do know. It seems to me it's almost like it's more popular now than ever. Because I will on Twitter, I think a million people I follow are are constantly talking about every new episode of whatever wrestling show. Yeah, I mean, I have a friend whose um, boyfriend is a wrestler in um, you know like local stuff, and so she's not like uber into it herself, but she's in those circles and everything. And through her, I know a couple of other people who are very into it. Yeah, I I I get it. I can see yeah. the, I can understand the appeal, but I also, my understanding of it as a kid primarily was the whole thing of, well, it's fake, you know. Right. And yes. I don't know that I ever looked at it and thought, boy, look at these titans who are fighting no. each other. I knew it was choreographed, but I also understand the appeal right. of having, it's not necessarily that it is faked, right? I think mm-hmm. that's the wrong term. It's um, I mean, just what you said. It's choreographed. Yes, but also I think it's almost like improvised. Yeah. I think they don't write a – it's the equivalent of like – I don't think they write a script. They write an outline. Yes, like Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's Curb Your Enthusiasm <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> right. It's a fighting – Curb. Curb, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I I can get that. I can get behind that. Sure, why not? Sure. But yeah. also as a kid, I was aware of the, – the only thing that ever intrigued me at all was – the Undertaker, mm-hmm. who, uh, uh, what would you describe him as? If you had to, like, what do you think you know about The Undertaker? I mean, yeah, I remember I had a friend who was kind of into The Undertaker when I was, like, a teenager. Um, I don't know, he wears, like, a really long leather coat. Yeah. That's pretty much all I got. Yeah, he wears, like, a very long, he almost looks like an old gunslinger. Yes, right? yes. It's very dramatic. He's got, like, a black Stetson hat, uh-huh. long black greasy hair. Um, uh, uh, also, you know, obviously black wrestler garb, yes, black strongman suit, you mm-hmm. know, spandex, whatever, but yeah, a big, tall black leather trench coat. Right. That I know nothing about him. No. Really. And well, I, I guess I do a little bit now because researching Kane yeah. made me come across some undertaker stuff. Tops. I knew that he was meant to be evil. I yeah. knew that he was the bad guy. Well, the Undertaker. The Undertaker. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it all connotes death, right? right. The and un- scary. It's it's terrifying. The the Undertaker being the guy that, you know, in real life would uh um 
will be the guy that that takes the dead bodies and prepares them for a funeral. Absolutely. So it's a fun character idea. But like I said, I was never really into wrestling. And I knew in the 90s growing up, I would see things like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm -hmm. And I knew that people uh, loved him. Yeah. But he would just be like, let me tell you something, you dumb son of a bitch. Yeah, right. And I was like, I don't, I don't connect with this. I don't, <laughs> this isn't, I, I don't get it. He's almost like Larry the Cable Guy in a weird way. It's like a fighting Larry the Cable Guy. Wrestling, I mean, by the way, wrestling fans, I'm sorry for this. <laughs> we're, we're, this is, this is, this episode for wrestler, wrestling fans, this is two normies mm -hmm. trying to understand your world. Yeah. And for everybody else who may not be wrestling fans at all, <laughs> listen, I get that even the premise of this episode might turn you off a little no, bit. We're, we're going to tell you a story. Oh, my God. It's so awesome. Right. It seriously is a soap opera. They have yeah. interconnected storylines and love triangles, and, but all scary. But yeah, like also like asinine <laughs> <laughs> crazy illogical things will happen. Right. There's a whole thing and uh, spoiler alert. I, I want to be able to tell people like what the undertaker is. There's not really a great bio for this guy because he will just like, it'll say like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, with his dark mystical powers. Oh, right. And you're like, well, how do you get those? How do you get, how do, there's not like a, there's not like a ton of lore to him. Yeah. Really, that I could find. Mm -hmm. I even went to like the WWE website to be like, how do they describe this guy? Uh -huh. And they're just like, he's one of the greats. Yeah, right. Well, it, he's yeah, in the Hall of point, Fame. He's just a legend because of his mystical dark powers. He's just got <laughs> the Undertaker. It's like, all right, there's not really a story. <laughs> he's got here. the goods. But he, uh, uh, for like stats wise, he came on the scene initially in this character anyway, in 1990. Mm -hmm. So he's celebrating 30 years. He just retired. 31 years of being The Undertaker. Nice. His real name is Mark William Calloway, and he is only 56 years old. Oh, wow. Which I, quite frankly, <laughs> yeah. was shocked. I'm surprised to hear that, because I thought he was like a full grown-up. When well, he I is. Was, no, but when I... Oh, you mean way back then, not <laughs> yes, now. I thought yes. he was a full grown-up. No, I thought he was probably like in his 30s, you know, 20... Oh, I guess he was he, 20 something years ago. Well, when he started, he was presumably only, what, 25? Uh-huh. But man, as a child seeing The Undertaker on TV, first of all, I would have said that he's from like the late 70s or 80s. No, I, I knew he was really. Yeah, I for me, it's I feel like I almost just like have known about him forever. So I was like fifty six. He's he's just a fact. He's only twenty years older than me. How's this possible? What? And he looks. Listen, he's fantastic. He this is a life hard lived. Oh yeah. Okay. Because I mean, I I don't think it's an easy easy no, road. No, I don't think that it is. Again. I've seen the wrestler. Have you? No, I know that uh, Brandon D. Camillo. <laughs> from Jackass and CKY yeah. was a stunt coordinator on it. Yeah. And very conspicuously, he's in the middle of a shot. Yes. <laughs> going like, whoa. Yes. That's all I know about the wrestler. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I, uh, it's, it's also wrestling is not faked in the sense that these guys don't get hurt. Oh, right. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're, his entire, I'm going to read to you like basically the highlights of his career and mm -hmm. the bizarre storylines he's been a part of. And frequently it's like, yeah, the, the Dudley brothers, 
trapped him in a coffin and he wouldn't be seen again for three years right? because he was recovering from a a skull fracture. His entire face broke apart and he he needed time to heal. Kane also ran into such problems. Good God. So they they write these guys in and out of stories based on the horrific injuries they suffer. He's got, there are concussions all over this. It's it's insane. I feel like I, I think I actually didn't take note of the injury things, but they I, they came up. I think Kane's hand was like totally shattered or Good something. Good God! So anyway, to say that this guy is fifty six, I was shocked. I thought that this guy would be in his like late sixties, seventies. Mm-hmm. This he's what a he's, spring chicken. It's only been thirty years of this stuff, but I feel like he's lived like yeah seventy. <laughs> it's, it's wild. So again, dude's real name is Mark William Calloway. And he had other characters. He was known as Mark Callis, Mean Mark Callis, Dice Morgan, the Master of Pain, nice, the Punisher, and Texas Red. Oh, before he settled into the Undertaker and basically uh-huh. did his whole career Smooth as the Undertaker. From there. Mm-hmm. His finishing moves are the Tombstone Pile Driver. Yes, Kane also does the Tombstone Pile Driver. I read in my notes that Kane one time insulted. The Undertaker by doing the tombstone pile driver to him, which was a big slap in the face because it was the Undertaker's move. Oh God. I'm guessing, I don't know this, but I'm guessing that the Undertaker responded by going, That's my move. Hey, that's mine. That's mine. Um, he also did a move called The Last Ride, Hell's Gate, and the Choke Slam. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kane. Did the choke slam from hell? No. So maybe that was a way. <laughs> My God. To, to uh, one up his brother. Also, do you know what the tombstone pile driver is? I, you know, I tried to understand it, and I read it on Wikipedia, and they were like, "Well, a pile driver means that the two opponents come face to face. One wraps his arm around the non-dominant hand, <laughs> but the tombstone pile driver is one begins on their knees and reaching up." And I was like, "This is too cumbersome." I have a simple answer for you that I found okay. on the like wrestling fandom wiki. Um, it's a belly to belly pickup move. Oh. So it's one of those things where like the guy, you know, one person is standing there, the other guy's like legs are next to the <laughs> guy's head where they're like, ah, whatever, like with their bellies together. Oh, upside down belly yes, to belly. Yes. Upside down belly to belly. And then what makes it a tombstone pile driver is dropping to your knees and slamming them from there oh, okay. is what I understood. So it's really just like, kind of like a pile, a pile driver ish. Move, but you add tombstone onto it. Sounds way scarier. Yeah, yeah. And it's just going to your knees, from what I understand. I think it was like it's a pile drive, except with a drop to the knees. Now I do think this is very dangerous. It's incredibly. Dangerous. These people are like masters of of the, manipulating their bodies in very precise ways. I watched a video. I think Although, again, each of these guys has suffered countless horrific injuries. Oh God, yeah. Like watching some of of Kane's signature moves yeah. in video, I was like, "That is crazy for oh, one person to do it to another." Even mm-hmm. if you both know what's going on yeah. and everything, you can't not hurt yourself. It's insane. Yeah, it's insane. So, so let's talk about some of uh, Undertaker's career and some highlights. And oh my god, mm-hmm. I'm so excited. I mostly the highs are high. The the highs are so high, and the <laughs> lows I didn't even bother copying oh, into yeah. my notes. No way. It's all highs. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. Were you interested to see some names we knew pop up, like, in your research? Like, I forgot almost about, like, The Rock 
and oh. John Cena like being part of this sort of thing. A little bit, a little. I really only have a couple of guys that I knew in my notes. I think Kane is newer. Okay. Than the Undertaker, so he might have more crossover with some modern yeah guys. Mm-hmm. The Undertaker is like a classics kind of dude. He like fought Hulk Hogan. You know? Oh, okay. So again, like everything with about the Undertaker just feels that so seem, long ago. Yes, that seems old. It's, it's like shocking to me that he retired last year. Yeah, and that's... it's sh- double shocking to me that he's fifty six. <laughs> that's what did he encounter Stone Cold? Oh, sure. Right. Yeah. I've... What do you mean as part of the Attitude Era? Yeah. <laughs> All of these things have like names. And like I come from a different kind of dork world where it's like the the DC Comics Golden Age. Right. Of course. The New 52 era. Of course. There's... Of course. So they have like the Attitude Era. It's the same kind of thing. Yeah. I, well, well you know what I just remembered as we're talking about this? <laughs> it's very, very short. It's a, a dorky, weird memory of mine. I lost my virginity using a Stone Cold Steve Austin condom. That said 316 on it. I don't, I don't care. I'm not telling you. I'm telling them. I think that's a weird, yeah, funny but thing. But I had to hear it. Yeah, we'll get over it. I'm not. Well, so that's what I'm working with everybody out there. I Actually, that is far more debilitating. I feel worse for you <laughs> than I did a moment ago. <laughs> oh, good God. I forgot about it. It's a memory that got like uprooted during the course of this episode. I haven't thought about that in a thousand years because I don't think I've thought about Stone Cold Steve Austin in a thousand years. No. And I just remembered it. Yeah, somewhere he just, you know, smashed a beer over his head, though. <laughs> yeah, right. He, he, to celebrate. He knew. He knew. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about some of uh, uh, The Undertaker's storylines mm-hmm. in this drama. So he, as I said, he debuted in 1990, but he was a heel to start with. <gasps> I forgot. There are terms all over this, this, by the way. Yes. Yeah. I forgot. It's like a a heel, and then there's another thing. There's so many things, and some of them I have definitions for, and some I strategically avoided getting a definition for because it's funnier to me. Yeah. So a heel is the villain. Mm -hmm. So the idea is, you know, you've got your champion in the ring, and then here comes the Undertaker with the bells toning that he's arrived and spooky music and fog roll in and people go boo and it's the fun of screaming boo he's the fun villain Uh that you love to hate that's a heel nice so um uh in his first in his in his debut approximately one minute into the match the undertaker eliminated coco beware with his finisher the tombstone pile driver (laughs) Coco Beware. That's a really weird name. I don't really understand. No, I also deliberately did not even look at a picture of this guy. <laughs> don't need to it's know. Fine. It's fine. Coco yeah. Beware. Yeah. Um, now, uh, like I mentioned, I mostly copied verbatim text from me Wikipedia too. into my notes because it's also funnier to me. Yes, I, d- I did the same thing, Will, but from, I think it's wrestling.fandom.com. It's linked okay. in the show notes. It's so funny to read these terms without any yes. familiarity with them. So the Undertaker mostly picked up squash victories against jobbers. Oh my God. So you understand. Yeah. Now here's something that I wrote myself just to paraphrase because it, it rules. When he defeated an opponent, the Undertaker would put them in a body bag and carry them off that's awesome. stage. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. I love the the dramatic, you know. The uh, showmanship. The showmanship of saying, not only did I defeat them for all intents and purposes, they are dead. Mm-hmm. I put them in a body bag and carry them away. So here is one of the first major things to happen in the career of The Undertaker. In February of 1991, 
The Undertaker switched managers from Brother Love. Okay. <laughs> to Paul Bearer. Okay, I, I I know from Paul Bearer. I have so much information about Paul Bearer. Oh, great. great. We're basically going to do an entire tangent about Paul Bearer now. Fantastic. Okay? Paul Bearer was a histrionic, ghostly character, almost always seen carrying an urn, which he used to revive the Undertaker's strength whenever the Undertaker fell victim to his opponents. How did he use the urn to revive his strength? I think he would just open it. Oh, and like spirit would like come to him or something? Shake it around, like hold, hold yeah, it yeah. over his head maybe. That's awesome. This is like Mortal Kombat now. Uh-huh. You know, with the supernatural shenanigans oh, yeah. of the Undertaker. The fact that he can lose a match, meaning his like health bar right. in Mortal Kombat fighting game terms is depleted. And then here comes Paul Bearer. Who looks like he looks like Gomez Adams? Okay, yeah, I didn't look at the picture crossed with Uncle Fester. Okay, <laughs> so the dream, <laughs> the dream, when two become one, right? And so he comes wafting this urn, and suddenly the Undertaker comes back, and usually he'll sit bolt That's upright. His smelling salts. He'll sit bolt upright like Michael Myers. Oh, isn't there a gif of that that's, like, famous? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, I it's, never thought about it before. It's I know that. Oh, yeah. That's so funny. And I do want to watch some wrestling clips. I can confirm. Yeah. I think that uh, this upcoming uh, Patreon show, The Netherworld Dispatch, is going to be us watching well, clips of this stuff. Well, the next one. Not this next coming one, but the one after. Oh, uh, that's right. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. So, um, okay. Paul Bearer, by the way, was a character played by a guy named Bill Moody who's also known for his other character, Percival Percy Pringle the Third. Was this like a nerd from accounting or something that they would pick on and then he kicks everybody's ass? I chose not to look it up. Oh, that I want to know. Percival right, Percy Pringle the Third. Let's see what That's his got. other character. Now, may he rest in peace. This man has passed on. May he rest. In real life... He was in the funeral home industry. Ah. So once he joined the WWE, I think then known as the WWF, uh, owner Vince McMahon decided to take his funeral home experience and turn it into his character's trait, turning him into Paul Bearer, Hmm. the manager for The Undertaker. Nice. Um, But then uh, this happened. Uh In April of 1997 at In Your House 14, Revenge on the Taker, Revenge of the Taker. Wait, what? <laughs> I guess that was an event. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, I kept getting a little bit tripped up by the event names. I oh, think if yeah. it was just going to a wrestling match, so they would reference something like that. And I'd be like, wait, what's going on? And then Snake I had to in remember. your whole five. Yeah, right, right, right. Beware and, the dream. Yes. And <laughs> they then, all have complicated. Yes. And I'd be like, yeah. oh, that's right. That's right. Right. Another, another, they both sound like subtitles. Yeah. In your house, 14. Yes. Revenge of the Taker. They do both sound like subtitles. This may as well be called Revenge of the Taker 14 in your house. <laughs> totally. I know. Irrelevant. Absolutely. Reversible. Who cares? So anyway, the Undertaker set Paul Bearer's face ablaze using using a fireball. Oh my God. As a result, Paul Bearer's head was bandaged for a time before changing his looks, shedding the makeup of the ghostly pallor and jet black color of his hair to a natural strawberry blonde and less makeup, which huh. this sounds like when Pubert 
in Adam's family values yes. comes down with that disease that makes him a normal baby. That's right. That's exactly what it sounds like. No longer using his ghostly appearance and mannerisms, he became loudmouthed and shrill. Okay. I can't <laughs> imagine he wasn't before. Then, and I don't even know if you want me to say this, because this t- steps into Kane territory. Go ahead. Go ahead. Paul Bearer, I know what it is. Paul Bearer threatened to reveal a secret from yep. the Undertaker's past. That's right. Why don't we treat we'll treat that as a cliffhanger. Okay. How does okay. That sound? All right. So jumping ahead in Paul Bearer's career. In the spring of 2004, Paul Bearer was kidnapped by the Dudley Boys. Oh my god. <laughs> With a Z, oh no. by the way. The, oh. the Dudley Boys. Of course. When they're not, you know, out like chewing bubblegum down at the <laughs> It sounds like I could kick the Dudley boys' ass. Yeah, I know. Just based on the name. Don't you think? Yeah. The Dudley boys are getting a malted. I would just clonk their heads together. Like Mo. Yeah, like Mo. Um, so the Dudley boys, under the direction of some other guy named Paul Heyman, whatever. This was set up in order to temporarily write Bearer out of the WWE storylines because he, in real life, had to undergo emergency gallbladder surgery oh boy. after suddenly developing gallstones. Ooh. So again, an in-story thing happens. The Dudley boys kidnap Paul Bearer. Right. Because he in real life has to to a real world situation. Yes. Boy, that's the second time gallstones have come up for me today. I hope that doesn't mean I'm going to go to gallstone. Uh, Well, we'll find out. I guess we'll see. Um, For the June 2004 pay-per-view event, the Great American Bash, Mm. a match pitting The Undertaker against both of the Dudley boys was booked. Paul Bearer was encased in a glass crypt ringside covered up to his <laughs> chest in cement awesome. he's covered in up to his chest in cement uh, Heyman Paul Heyman demanded that the undertaker throw the match or bearer will be suffocated in cement oh man so by the way he was holding that guy hostage so by the way this supernatural demon uh-huh. still is like you know a contracted wrestler yeah right who throwing the big match Mm-hmm. is a huge thing he's got to consider. Yes. Do I want my manager to die mm-hmm. or do I want to lose my wrestling match? He doesn't have the power to do everything. The stakes are fascinating. So uh, the Undertaker won the match, but proceeded afterwards to pull the lever, sending cement into the crypt himself, <gasps> completely burying Paul Bearer, suffocating him. That's not very honorable. No. He well, did not. The Undertaker considered him a liability. Why? Because somebody could try to hurt the Undertaker through Paul Bearer. It was his weakness. It was his weakness. Yeah. His one weakness. Mm-hmm. Paul and Bearer. Now, now he's impervious, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, then there was a weird thing where some guy, oh, I guess Paul Bearer, you know, he came back. Yeah, right. Right, sure. of course. So there was a weird thing later where a guy named Edge kept throwing pizza at him. Edge? Like the Edge? I guess. <laughs> and kidnapped him and would occasionally bring out dummies to torment Kane. Does this oh. ring a bell? This is actually a Kane fact, no. I realized. So he kidnapped Paul Bearer. Okay. And then like would be pushing a wheelchair, and it looks like Paul Bearer's in it, and pushed down a set of stairs, and Kane would be like, no, Paul! But it would turn out to be a dummy. Oh so eventually, God. they're on the roof, and a dummy of Paul Bearer is standing at the edge, and Kane is like, I see through your lies, and just pushes the dummy off the roof. But it was Paul that Bearer? That was Paul Bearer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, do, I don't know. Do you guys, this is awesome. Do you Isn't see this, this amazing? is awesome? I, I really hope that people I, do, because I this is, <laughs> I don't think this is going to get me to watch wrestling. No, I'm good. But, but I'm really enjoying reading oh, this. Absolutely. Insanity. This was delightful. 
So in 2012, Paul Bearer was stuck inside a storage freezer while strapped to a wheelchair. <laughs> Kane came for Bearer only to push, eventually put him back in the freezer saying, I'm saving you from me. Yeah, Kane has his demons. So much like The Undertaker, uh-huh. I will kill Paul Bearer potentially. Right. To save, to for for potentially good reasons-ish? Mm-hmm. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, in real life, real life fact about the Paul Bearer guy, he has a son who wrestles as DJ Pringle. Okay. Okay. DJ Pringle. So then he's Pringle the fourth, the son. Yeah, you're right. Percival, Percy, Pringle the, the third. Fourth. Yeah. And then his son is DJ Pringle. <laughs> Wait, my father is Percival Percy Pringle the third. Call me DJ Pringle. Please call me DJ Pringle. Oh my God. All right. We got to find out. Is he a DJ or does he, is his name DJ Pringle? Maybe it's like Douglas J. Pringle. That's what I'm saying. Know. Yeah. Uh, Douglas Joseph Pringle. Right. It might be. Um, the, the the snack Pringles. Started by a guy named Pringle, you think? Oh, my God. Now I'm thinking about the etymology of the word Pringle. I know. What this means. How it connects to wrestling. There's a lot. That's a delicate chip. So if they were to bring that into the ring, yes. it would get absolutely decimated. You're right. You're absolutely right. So I don't know. I could crush a Maybe can of Pringles they, in the ring. Maybe that's why it's in a tube because it's more protective. <laughs> because they point. knew that they'd be bringing it into the ring. No, you know what? I would get through that tube. Nothing oh, would stop me. One, two, three. Once I, I popped, love Pringles. I wouldn't stop. No way. Can't stop. So Paul Bearer dies in real life. The man is dead. Okay. Bill Moody. Mm-hmm. Following his death, um, he became a driving point in WWE storylines. And the uh, the March 11th episode of Raw was held as a tribute to Bearer. Um, the Undertaker paid tribute, but was interrupted by CM Punk, his opponent. <laughs> Punk mocked Bearer over the next few weeks. William, again, I'm sorry about these. I'm sorry about these weird memories like floating to the surface while we talk about. It. It's not gross. Don't worry about it. You, Did you have, Dad like, watch wrestling got- a little bit? Oh my god! I feel like we would watch with him a little bit and see CM Punk. That's very interesting. And then was there like an Irish themed wrestler? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I there think was. Dad. I, I don't think he was like no, really I don't think sticking he... to like a schedule no. and stuff. But he would watch wrestling like Listen, at night. Richard Rogers loved television. Loved it, and undoubtedly. Mm-hmm. A lot of this was broadcast on TNT. Oh yeah. And listen, they also played a lot. Blue Bloods, Blue Blo- NCIS reruns. Oh, big time! So yeah. our, that that man. Yeah, he Certainly. probably kept yes. it. We definitely wow, I forgot about watched this. some wrestling. Yeah, I'm not all gross William. And I and well, and then I think we would probably be making fun we of did. it no. until he changed the channel and was We like, did. I remember oh, I was just right. like making fun of it. Oh right. Or he would leave the room sometimes. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> like, That's enough. Sometimes we would just enter a room where our dad was watching television. And drive him out and of relentlessly it. mock what he was watching yes. until he just gave us the room. Right. Just left. What a man. like, I can't. I know. What a man. What a guy. (laughs) What a hell of a guy. Absolutely. Um, So anyway, uh, CM Punk kept mocking Paul Bearer, who, again, Mm -hmm. is 
genuinely dead, in real life dead. Yeah. He kept mocking Paul Bearer over the next few weeks against The Undertaker and Kane, including stealing his urn and attacking Kane with it. That seems like a bridge too far. Don't leave the urn That's alone. That's personal. Um, on the April 1st episode of Raw, Paul Heyman dressed up as Paul Bearer and CM Punk poured the ashes of the urn onto The Undertaker after attacking him. At WrestleMania 29, The Undertaker defeated CM Punk and took back the urn. Okay. So, this urn is almost as important as a title belt. It, it really is. Do it's you get an, title belts in wrestling? Oh, sure. Boxing. Oh, big okay, time. You do. Oh, big All time. Right. Uh, so back to The Undertaker himself. Okay. Mm-hmm. In 1994, Yokozuna sealed The Undertaker in a casket um, with the assistance of several other villainous Whippleman managed wrestler, a man named Whippleman. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> What are you it saying to me? It doesn't really matter. A man named Yokozuna sealed the Undertaker in a casket. Okay. The Undertaker then appeared from inside the casket on a video screen representing his spirit, <laughs> warning that he would return. Cool. This is also awesome. At that month's In Your House Rage in the Cage, again, this <laughs> yeah, could- Yeah, I, I came across this This too. may as well be called Rage in the Cage in Your House. Yeah, you're right. While Diesel was facing Hart in a steel cage match, The Undertaker delivered a surprise attack. <laughs> Emerging from a hole, he had ripped through the <laughs> he had ripped through the ring cap- canvas and dragging Diesel with him That's down under. So awesome. Allowing Hart the victory. <laughs> now that is so funny. It's almost like the implication is that he like dragged him to hell. Yes. You know, because that's something oh, that God. like that's something that like Jason Voorhees would do. Pop that's out of the so lake funny. and grab you. So he popped, I know, but to pop he popped the through the wrestling ring. Of the wrestling. Oh god, that's so funny. And now that that man has been now that this match has been interrupted by a third party who burrowed in from beneath the ring and just pulled one of the guys down like a trap spider. The other guy wins yeah right that's how he wins so no matter what happens in wrestling there are no rules there are no as rules as long as somebody's left standing they're the winner it the, didn't have to be by their hand the or winner. their craft so does he just like oh, oh i did it yeah like he, i guess that's not even a celebration oh, that's so right he didn't do anything to win in 1996 in his then new form he took on a gothic brash and rebelling persona Wait, wouldn't I feel like he was that already? No, <laughs> certainly. <laughs> and then in parentheses it says, perhaps to better fit with the then budding, more adult-oriented attitude era. Okay. In this form, he proclaimed himself as the Lord of Darkness. Gonna <laughs> 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 throw up! You're gonna throw up? Then in a section that I don't even remember what this is, oh my God. I just wrote a section that just says anything. <laughs> the headline for this section is just called anything in my notes. In May 2000, The Undertaker made his return as a new character, the American badass. <laughs> it didn't last long. Was it partially because Kid Rock is the American badass? Maybe. This entire character would be retired. Oh my God. In like a fortnight. <laughs> it was gone. <laughs> After the alliance was defeated, whatever that is, the Undertaker turned heel by forcing commenter Jim Ross to kiss Vince McMahon's buttocks. <laughs> this was the beginning. 
of a new persona. <laughs> this was the beginning. Oh, this God. was the beginning of a new persona for The Undertaker as he cut his long hair short and called himself Big Evil. Oh, which that's... Way worse than the Lord of Darkness. Such a worse name. What a downgrade. And these came like one after another. So like he was like, I am the Lord of Darkness. Uh And then a little bit later he's like, I am No, I'm big big evil. evil. That sucks. Weird. That stinks. Um and then I wrote Good God Fire. Oh, this is actually interesting. This is like true life stuff. Oh, okay. The Undertaker lost a championship. Um, when a after a pyrotechnics malfunction momentarily engulfed him in flames on three occasions. Oh my god! During his ring entrance, he still did the scheduled match with first and second degree burns on his chest and neck. Oh man! The Undertaker lost the title to Chris Jericho after another interference another from Shawn Michaels. Oh. Can you believe that? Can't. Jericho had said on multiple occasions that the pyrotechnician responsible for the accident was immediately escorted from the arena and relieved of his employment following threats of violence from The Undertaker. Mm. The Undertaker himself explained that he had previously expressed concerns to the technician regarding the pyro arrangement, but was ignored. He feels he was saved from severe injury by applying water to his hair and altering his attire from a sleeveless to a... To a sleeved jacket just minutes before the accident. Oh, man. So he had basically That's been horrible. like, this fire seems crazy. Yeah, yeah. And the pyrotechnician was like, eh, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. And then set him on fire three different times. Oh, my God. So he retired in 2020, just last year, uh-huh. wearing his trademark mortician trench coat and Stetson hat and made an appearance at the conclusion of the Survivor Series which commemorated 30 years since his WWE debut, where he reiterated that his career was over, giving an emotional farewell speech, which ended in typical Undertaker fashion, saying, quote, My time has come to let The Undertaker rest in peace. Nice. A 10-bell salute was also given for The Undertaker character, as he did his traditional kneeling pose, and a holographic <laughs> image of Paul Bearer was projected into uh, the ring. Mm-hmm. A hologram. Yeah. What? Well, you know, the guy had a lot of meaning to him. Now, very briefly, I looked up where The Undertaker has appeared in other media. Obviously, countless video games. I mean, there's a new wrestling video game like every year. But he also appeared in three notable projects. Number one. Casino Evil movies? No. Oh, okay. All right. Kane's in the Casino Evil movies. Oh, I can't wait. We're going to watch those movies. (laughs) No. No, I'm putting my foot down. Well, eh. I mean, aren't you enjoying yourself? I, mean, I know. I just realized I'm having a great time. That was just me being <laughs> yeah. knee-jerk contrary. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, well, Let's maybe. think about Go it. Ahead. We'll watch a trailer. Yeah. Okay. In 2015, he starred as himself in the Flintstones and WWE Stone Age Smackdown. Yeah. He plays the Grave Digger, but the main story is about Fred Flintstone and John Cena Stone. Lazy. Wow. Yeah, John Cena stone. That is the laziest. That's terrible. Flintstonesification. Yeah, that's bad. Of a name ever. John Cena stone. Not good. Awful. Awful. They start wrestling. You should call him Stone Cena. Stone. But you got Stone Cold. I bet uh, stone, stone Cold's in here too, right? Yeah, maybe. Fred Flintstone Cold. Yeah. Now there's a joke. There it is. You can use that. I'm cracking up. You can use that in your act. I'm going to throw up once Look at again. You laughing. Yeah. Uh, also, the next year, he played himself in Scooby Doo and WWE Curse of the Speed Demon. 
Kane is in that, I believe. The Undertaker recruits Shaggy and Scooby, giving them the names Skinny Man and Dead Meat. I don't like that. It's all about racing for some reason. Huh. And a monster called Inferno is up, is doing something. Hmm. Something or other, presumably. Imagine up to no good. They take the mask off of him, and it turns out to have been not CCH Pounder. <laughs> I wonder what this man's name is. What are you trying? Wait, what man? Ving Jones. Ving Rames? No. <laughs> it's a wrestler? Yes. CM Punk. The mm. Miz. No, it's no one I've mentioned before. <laughs> well, we may never know. Chris <laughs> Benoit. Ooh, I know that name too. Well, that's because... Chris Benoit killed his wife and himself. Oh, good That's why God. you know that name. Oh, that's yeah, awful. I know. Uh, no, it was Triple H. Oh, okay, Triple H. Vince McMahon's own daughter, Stephanie McMahon, and her husband, Triple H, had formed some sort of a scheme. So um, he and Stephanie used the costume to win the race. Stephanie mostly masterminded the plan because she was mad at her father for mm. not letting her get in the race. Mr. McMahon apologizes, saying he only wanted her safe but still allows the police to take Stephanie and Triple H to jail. <laughs> With Stephanie and Triple H disqualified, Scooby, Shaggy, and The Undertaker win a cash prize by default, which they share with Dusty. <laughs> Who the hell's Dusty? <laughs> you know, I don't know. And looking at the cast list here, he's not even mentioned. Oh, no, wait, Dusty Rhodes. Okay, there we go. Dusty Rhodes is a man. Okay, he's a wrestler. So they share the money with Dusty. Okay. Great. He was also, this year, last month, mm -hmm. he was in a Netflix thing oh. called Escape the Undertaker. It's an interactive wow. movie. It's a choose-your-own-adventure movie oh, on cool. Netflix. So uh, here's the synopsis from, uh, I think I just got this from Netflix itself. Can the New Day, this is a wrestling trio, it's three guys, can the New Day survive the surprises at the Undertaker's spooky mansion? It's up to you to decide their fate in this interactive WWE-themed special. Fun. And so I watched some clips, and he, he runs like a mad scientist-esque mansion where he's like studying cameras that they're all on. Uh-huh. And you can make certain decisions. So like, he's got the urn. Paul Bear is in this thing, by the way. Oh, nice. I watched some footage, and he just appears on a screen all scary. <laughs> so at one point, it, it, like two minutes in, it'll say like, are you, are you bad enough to open the urn? And mm -hmm. you can select no, and the credits will roll. <laughs> And it will, but it says like directed by The Undertaker, starring The Undertaker, produced by The Undertaker, key grip The Undertaker. It's all The Undertaker through the whole credit list. Awesome. So they've got a sense of humor, but it was very poorly received. So <laughs> that's The Undertaker. Man. It's a lot. I know. I know. All right. Well, let's, let's move on to his brother. Yes. Kane. Okay, so I decided to first start off by looking at a picture of Kane, because I've never seen this fellow <laughs> That's a good, before. good idea. Thank you. And my impressions on first sight, he's wearing a black and red outfit, there are flames going up one leg, and then stitches going up the other leg okay. that continue onto the chest. And I thought to myself, is this just to look cool, or is this part of his storyline? Oh. Let me find out. Ah. It turns out part of his storyline. Oh. Then he has a weird red mask that just leaves his goatee area free. It has like a molded nose part, and then it goes on his cheeks and everything, but it just makes 
an arch around his mouth, leaving his mouth and chin free. Huh. So that was strange. Yeah, that's weird. Um, his real name is Glenn Thomas Jacobs. And just like The Undertaker, Kane wasn't his first character. He did some other bit parts. Among them, um, his WWF debut with a character called Dr. Isaac Yankum DDS. Oh, this is awful. Jerry Lawler's private dentist. What? He also wrestled to defend Lawler. Wait a minute. Somebody. <laughs> Hold on. I don't know anything more than that. You can ask all you want, but I don't have the answers for I'd you. I'd fight you myself, but this damn tooth is, is aching me something awful. Doc. Hey, Doc, why don't you get in there and kick some butt for me? It's Bam Margera. It's Bam Margera. Yeah. <laughs> But it's weird to have your dentist come in and fight for you. I know. I can't imagine the I can't imagine a less personal connection you have than with your dentist. <laughs> Dr. Isaac Yankum. Maybe, um, <laughs> I mean, I guess Dr. I guess Jerry Lawler didn't feel that way. He had a uniquely personal relationship with his dentist. Um, so, yeah, he did some other roles and stuff. And then he debuted as Kane, the Undertaker's brother who wants to take him down. Real, real quick. I'm sorry, but Dr. Yankum, the dentist, mm. has made me... Dr. Isaac Yankum DDS. (laughs) Thank you. It's made me recover a a memory. Okay. There was, I think the band Slipknot, right? Mm -hmm. It's a horror-themed band. They wear a lot of masks. There were a lot of copycat bands that tried to do a Slipknot-type thing. Uh Uh-huh. And a very short-lived one. They had, I think, like one music video, maybe. Okay. They all had a different characters. It was was almost like a boy band kind of a thing. Uh Uh-huh. And one of them was dressed like a doctor. But it was like bright blue scrubs. You know what they were called? No, and that's why I'm saying it. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And also, maybe we should look into horror-themed bands. Yes. And their gimmicks that didn't pay off. Yes. That would be fun. That's anyway, a good idea. I, I'm sorry. No, that's, proceed. it's quite all right. So basically, once he came on the scene, then he and The Undertaker feuded for a few years. Yes. Uh, seemingly 97 to 2000. But it seems like it may have gone beyond there in little things here and there. But it seemed to be the main storyline. They're almost like for frenemies. Like years. Yes, they are frenemies. Yeah. So here's the deal. This is what you were um, alluding to and you were going to kick it to me. So in mid-1997, Paul Bearer started to torment oh, The God. Undertaker a little bit by telling him that his long-lost half-brother Kane, who would later be revealed to be Paul Bearer's son. Oh, was coming to the WWF to challenge him. So then Kane debuted at Bad Blood in your house, um, <laughs> costing The Undertaker his... <laughs> wait, costing... Wait, was that actually called Bad Blood in your house? Yes. Because everything I just read to you was from the In Your House series. Yeah, it was Bad Blood colon In Your House. And then did that create In Your House like 12? I don't know. See, they're, these names, they're all interchangeable. All right, I'm I sorry, know, continue. hard to say. But when he came on the scene, he cost The Undertaker um, victory in the first ever Hell in a Cell match no. that he was fighting against Shawn Michaels. So then as a result, Kane and The Undertaker had a feud with each other, um, during to which time their history vis-a-vis one another was expounded upon. Oh, yes. Um it said that on the wrestling wiki, by really? the way. Really? Yes. Wow. Um, so he, okay, so he won, Kane, his first match ever against Mankind at the Survivor Series. Now, previously, um, he had randomly attacked other wrestlers, including Mankind's alter ego, Dude Love. 
Oh, God. So this was really their second time coming face to face. Why do they all have so many characters? I don't know. Mankind has an alter ego when mankind is already an alter ego. Right. And like their one character is complicated enough already. So, man. Okay. So when Kane came on the scene to fight The Undertaker, because before he had just thwarted him, he messed him up, so he lost his match with Shawn Michaels. But now Kane wants to go head to head and fight The Undertaker. He, uh, the Undertaker initially refused to face him, saying he would not fight his own flesh and blood. <laughs> Why? <laughs> All right. I don't know. After a brief partnership, Kane betrayed Mm. The Undertaker when he cost him the championship. He made a run in in The Undertaker's uh, title match with Shawn Michaels at the Royal Rumble. So this is now the second time that Kane has messed with The Undertaker's match with Shawn Michaels specifically. So this is like Serena Williams being in the middle of a match, and then Venus runs in and starts hitting the ball herself and ruins it. Yes, and if it was with the same person, in both times. I don't know if Andy Roddick still plays tennis. I know he was a tennis player. He dated Ma- Mandy Moore. And I think he dated Brooklyn Decker. I think they might have been married. Maybe they are married. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, if she was fighting Andy Roddick both times. First, Venus thwarted her, you know, the first time. She's like, oh, God, I lost my chance to beat Andy Roddick. Right. Damn it. But then they have a rematch, and she's like, all right, finally, I'm going to get him. And Venus comes in again. Oh, and they can't face off because they would never fight their own blood. No, not their own flesh and blood. No. Okay, so so Kane really is getting the best of Undertaker at this moment. He's getting his go. He's getting his go after that match where he screwed things up for the Undertaker. Then Kane locks him in a casket and sets it on fire. Oh. Although it is later revealed that the Undertaker managed to escape the casket before it was ever lit on fire. But um, nobody saw. So then this provokes the Undertaker. He didn't want to fight his own flesh and blood. But now. Until now. Everything has changed. So the Undertaker returns to face Kane at WrestleMania. What would this be? 14. Because it's like X1V. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so Kane was, you know, he was on top. Now we got to balance the scales a little bit. So he is defeated by the Undertaker after three tombstone pile drivers. So again, that is three upside down belly to bellies with a knee drop. <laughs> so this is like, it took three, you know, like usually one tombstone pile driver would probably be enough to take down anybody. Not against but Kane. Kane's so powerful. Yeah. We're going to have to do the same thing three times. Right. All right. That's exactly right. It's like crossing the streams, mm-hmm. the Ghostbusters. Yeah, yes, exactly. Um, so after the match, Kane and Paul Bearer team up and attacked the Undertaker. Um, it wasn't an official match, but they're, you know, bad blood all over the place. They continued to feud until Unforgiven, when the Undertaker defeated Kane in an Inferno match by jumping over the ring ropes surrounded by fire. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. I hope that they did it, like, they did, like, a, a, a they replayed it a bunch, you know? Oh, I'm sure. slow-mo. How could you not? Okay, so now we're getting some major backstory on the Undertaker and Kane story. So, Paul Bearer was revealed to be an employee at the funeral home in Death Valley that was owned by the Undertaker's parents. When Kane and the Undertaker were children, the Undertaker accidentally burned down the funeral home, killing their parents and hideously scarring Kane, both physically and mentally. 
The Undertaker had thought Kane was dead oh. for years after the fire. So when he came back on the scene, he was like, I thought I killed you already. Um, during an episode of Raw, Kane and Paul Bearer ostensibly exhumed the parents' bodies what? and brought them to the arena. That's awesome. Bearer, who survived the fire, obviously, hid, had hidden Kane in a mental asylum as he grew up and went and Bearer formed an alliance with the Undertaker. So kind of betraying Kane. Like, he was like, I'm going to stick you in a mental asylum for some right. reason, and I am going to form an alliance with, with the very person who burned the house, giving you scars physically and mentally. Yeah. So then after suffering mistreatment at the hands of The Undertaker, Bearer opted to bring Kane into the WWF in order to gain vengeance. Oh. Yep. Wait. <laughs> so On The Undertaker. Right. Paul Bearer is very... Oh, he is playing both sides. He goes which way the wind blows. Absolutely. You cannot trust this guy. This guy's a phantom menace. Oh, he 100% is, Will. Um, Okay, so here's a deal with the Kane character, what he's bringing to the table when he comes into the ring. He's portrayed as being psychologically unstable, um, depressed, kind of like hearing voices and having visions. (laughs) He's depressed. He's depressed. Extremely violent and quick to anger. Like his half-brother, Kane is supposedly able to summon fire and bolts of lightning at will, which is displayed as pyrotechnics during shows. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. They are Mortal Kombat characters, I guess you're right. I don't know a you know, lot like about Mortal Kombat. The Miz. Uh-huh. He's just some guy, you know? Yeah. John Cena is right. just some guy. The Rock, the just Rock, some guy. He's just a living man. Yeah, but these guys, these guys these are, are like more than a man. Yeah, and is the Undertaker like undead? By the way, where do they know. get these powers? You know, yeah. So well, he murdered know. his own parents. Yes, and his brother, and I guess other. Well, kids he thought or he killed his parents. Well, his he brother. Tried. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, the Undertaker's original name, Cain mm-hmm. the Undertaker. Oh, how they dropped it like instantly. Yeah, and they I were like, "That's too good. It's too good." Um, so after defeating the Undertaker to win a WWF champion title shot, uh, Kane won and defeated Stone Cold in a first blood match after some surprising help from his brother, the Undertaker. Oh. Now, the reason he helped Kane was because if Kane had lost, the match stipulations required that he would have set himself on fire. What? And the Undertaker didn't want to see his brother be burned again. Wait. If Kane had lost this match against Stone Cold, he would have to light himself on fire. So why? That was in the WWE's contract? WWF. Is it ever acknowledged by these guys that like they work for Vince McMahon? Vince McMahon came up. Yes, in my research. Threatened to quit. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe. Like, why is it in their contract that Kane know. would have to set himself on fire? Did Steve Austin have to set himself on fire? I don't know. Could it be a joke because Stone Cold is cold? Oh, is he so cold that fire doesn't even work on him? No, I don't know. But it's like if you lose, like fire is the thing I hate the most in the world. This stone cold Steve Austin. Right. I curse you with my most hated element. <laughs> I can only imagine. I, I curse you with my most hated element. <laughs> You did a gesture. For people that are only listening, Kristen put her palm out. Like, again, like a Mortal Kombat character. I curse you with my most hated element. That's right. God. Fire. This is all incredible. I love it. Um, So, yeah. 
surprising that The Undertaker would step in, but he did. And since then, they occasionally would have alliances here and there, even during the feud, because it's like a blood is thicker than water thing. They're brothers, after all, is what I wrote. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) all right. So during In Your House... Again, some one of them. Uh, Kane interfered in the Buried Alive match between Austin and The Undertaker by giving The Undertaker a tombstone pile driver. No. As a result, the corporation had Kane committed to an insane asylum. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, in 1999, Kane joined the corporation in order to get out of the asylum, and he eventually turned face after he was betrayed yet again. By the corporation. <laughs> good, good God. <laughs> this, is, this is a toxic workplace. Oh, it absolutely the, is. This, by the corporation, do they mean the WWF? I don't know. I think the corporation is like Vince McMahon It's like stuff. a few dudes. I don't know. It's like a few guys. I, I think that it's Vince McMahon doing something. Because So wait a minute. He gave his brother the Tombstone pile driver, which is his brother's signature move. Right. So the corporation had him committed? The corporation was a heel stable in the late 90s. A heel stable. I know. Uh, I don't know. It was a bunch of dudes who were heels or whatever. Okay. Okay. How can... I can't just put you in an ins- insane asylum. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. Look, the corporation probably has ties oh my that God. neither of us have. Like, Well, the corporation. Mm-hmm. I bet they are connected, like, big time. Yeah, they're super connected. They're probably made men. Yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> so... All right, I got. I guess beat it up. Okay, down the line. <laughs> I have a There's lot so here. much. Yes, I, I, we we really also. By the way, if you go to like, oh yeah, if you look up these guys online, like I got, I was I was so far into my notes, and then I scrolled and I noticed that the little scroll bar thing was still way up at the top of the screen. I was like, oh my god, there's had- so much information here. There's so much raw data. About these raw dudes. I had the opposite situation where I realized that my scrolly thing on my notes was very low, that I had written a whole lot already. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, okay. So one thing I haven't mentioned is that Kane was mute at first. He didn't speak. Then he evolved to being able to um, have some aided speech through an uh, electrolarynx to be able to talk. What? Um, I don't know. He also became associated with D-Generation X, and his first unaided words were the DX slogan, suck it. The first thing he ever said was suck it? <laughs> yep. To who? I, I, I don't know. Unclear. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Not sure. But, okay. 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 So, at one point, yeah. he suffered a hand injury in real life that kept him out of action for a month, and when he returned, it was to help The Undertaker and The Rock fight off the McMahon-Helmsley faction. Wait, who's Helmsley? Isn't that somebody from, um, God. Chris Helmsley. Sherman Helmsley. Oh, Sherman Helmsley. Sherman Helmsley? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, From the Jeffersons. Yes. Okay. His involvement in this feud culminated in a main event match at the King of the Ring against Vince and Shane McMahon, and then champion Triple H. The Undertaker and Kane's rivalry resurfaced during the match. But they During? were able to yep, but they were able to patch up their relationship soon after. By the end of the match or <laughs> later on? I think it seems like later. Couldn't they be a little more professional than to get into a brotherly spat in the middle of their job? You would think. This is their work. Right, you're at you're at the office. 
Um, Kane turned heel once again by assaulting The Undertaker, which led to a match between the two at SummerSlam. He assaulted him. He did. The match ended when The Undertaker removed Kane's mask, causing him to flee the ring covering his face. Because we'd never seen his face before at this point. Oh, my God. <laughs> um... He stayed in the championship. He got into a feud with Chris Jericho. And um, later on, he and The Undertaker uh, formed a reluctant alliance being known as the Brothers of Destruction. Yeah. So I took a look at what he looked like under his mask when he took it off. He had like black like soot stuff on his face. So I imagine that ties into his story. He had one like white contact in. Oh. And his head was, he had curly hair. That was shaved starting like back here, like at the crown of your head, like the highest point of your head was shaved bald toward the front. So he really just had, you know how like in the early 2000s, um, a lot of girls wore these like floppy kind of beret things. They put them like far back way here, myself included. Kind of. Okay. It's like that, but of curly hair and then completely shiny balds on the front. What a hard thing to describe. Right. But I did a beautiful job. You did a great job. If you, if you cut me in half, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Not slice down the middle. Right. Like not between my eyes. Right. Right. But uh, ear uh, to ear. Ear to ear. Yes. Right. Over the head. Um. Uh. He had hair on the back and no hair at the front. Right. That's bizarre. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it was because like his mask was going on his head or something, or maybe it's implied there it was in the fire or something happened. Not sure. <laughs> Only the front. <laughs> burned i don't know i don't know but this is what he looked like is it like a clean line it seemed pretty clean honestly yeah that's really weird yeah i don't really know um then i just have some quick hits um about him him removing his mask was a whole storyline um when he finally oh yeah this is very lame when he finally unmasked we had all been led to assume that he his face was horribly scarred i guess they didn't want to have to go through like the rigmarole of putting scars on this dude's face or something. So it was revealed that Kane's facial scars were actually mental scars. So his face wasn't scarred when they were referring to scars on Kane's face. It was, you know, behind the face in the brain. So they didn't even act like, wait a minute, he's not even injured. I don't know. I'm not sure, but that's what it said. That's that sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Totally weird. Um, He at one point has a love story like a love story with Lita that has lots of moving parts to it. Love triangle stuff and a heavy miscarriage storyline, which I think is so weird. Um, and let me see. I took some of their stuff. Oh, okay. Okay. So on May 19th, wait, wait, I jumped ahead too much. Okay. So there was one time where Kane was in the ring and he snapped ostensibly due to voices in his head. In subsequent, we- in subsequent weeks, Kane began attacking anyone who mentioned the date May 19th. So they must have had people just like saying May 19th here and there randomly so that Kane could go ham on them. During the match between Kane and Big Show at Backlash, Kane's voice began echoing through the arena yeah. saying May 19th. They're all going to know. You can't hide from it. Leaving Kane visibly shaken. No. Then on May 19th, Kane appeared on SmackDown as John Bradshaw Layfield's hand-picked opponent, <laughs> hand-picked opponent for Rey Mysterio. After both the aforementioned voices and mask video became playing, or became, began playing, 
Kane chokeslammed both Layfield and Mysterio before leaving the ring. Then on the following episode of Raw, he explained a little bit. He said that May 19th was the date on which his mother and adopted family were killed in that fire set by The Undertaker. Oh. So that's why he was so upset. Well, wait a um, minute. But that's not a, even really a reveal. You know I guess what I mean? the like, date, I know. But what, what, what significance does the date have? Just, and then on the day itself, all he did was choke slam two dudes at once. So yeah. it's not like he... They he should go have, totally berserk. In, on May 19th, he should have gone... Do you know what today is, fellas? Mm-hmm. Today is the day where I lost them both, and yeah. then <laughs> and then I go, go hand, right, go yeah. bug nuts. Mm-hmm. But instead, he chokeslammed them, didn't explain everything and that, anything, and then the next week goes. By the way, right? If you remember last week, <laughs> that was because right, like um, it's, yeah, like it's the weakest. It's very weird. Wait, listen to this last detail that I'm going to give you. Um, the voices continued happening when he would be you know on the show or whatever. Uh, now it's a motif now it's a motif um <laughs> then on the may 29th episode so 10 days later kane was confronted by the source of the voice which was an imposter kane wearing <laughs> kane's old mask and ring attire this person choke slammed kane during his match against shelton benjamin no. for the intercontinental championship Kane and the lookalike continued to fight one another in subsequent in subsequent weeks, leading to a match between the two being scheduled for vengeance, in which the real Kane lost to the imposter. Then, on the June 26th episode of Raw, Kane threw the imposter out of the arena and removed his mask, saying, I believe this is mine. Oh, wow. And that's he's, where I decided to leave Kane. He's come a long way from suck it. What a long, strange trip it's been. Absolutely. Now, I don't know how to tell you this. There was also an imposter undertaker at one point. Really? Yes, known as the Underfaker. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I don't know what the imposter king's name was. I'm not sure. Uh, but why do they each have a double? I don't know. Could these? Could it have been that these were like their other siblings who they thought were burned in the fire? Oh, so there's and more? And they're coming? There's Maybe. more of them? Maybe. Um, I Yeah, why isn't there like a son of Undertaker now or something like that? You know? I don't know. I mean, we do have DJ Pringle, so there's a precedent <laughs> set. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I um wow, so is Kane still going today as far as you know? Huh, you ask an interesting question. I did not look into that. <laughs> you just didn't bother? No. You just basically stopped writing at a certain point. Well, I chose where <laughs> to stop writing. Okay. I wanted to find I wanted to get all the Undertaker stuff in yeah. and then find some other extras, but uh, I, I don't know. Okay, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Sorry. That's, That's fine. That's the honest answer. Well, Kristen and I did one other thing mm-hmm. for this episode. Yes. Um, because, you know, we're reading about these horror-themed wrestlers, but they're very creative, albeit cumbersome backstories. Mm-hmm. We decided, what if we became, what if we got signed to the WWE? Right. What we, would our thing be? What would our characters be? Right. So, uh, William, why don't you take you it away? You want me to take it yeah, away? Go first. So, here's my wrestler character that I've come up with. Okay. And maybe we can even decide at the end which would win. Okay. In, in, a, okay. in a fight. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I call my character the Midnight Man. Okay. All right. So, uh, the, the, the lead up to my debut mm-hmm. is that people start telling an urban legend about an old warrior. Mm. from days long ago okay and uh he was known as the midnight man because he could knock your lights out Ooh. okay and then people and he and he makes people disappear oh right yeah make you disappear yeah but people don't believe it right and they mock the legend and then we start hearing lightning every time that happens for a while uh, thunder and lightning uh-huh then in the middle of a match a wrestler claims that i the midnight man am fake 
and all the lights in the arena go out. When they come back on, Ooh. I am standing right behind them. <laughs> I put my hand on his shoulder and the lights go out again. When they come back on, the arena's empty. Nice. Maybe not the whole arena. Well, yeah, the ring. The ring. Yeah. <laughs> the ring is empty. All the people watching are still there. So that was, that was, I'm awake now. This is good. They've brought the Midnight Man yeah. back to life because I'm an ancient warrior. Right. As the season wears on, we learn that now that I'm awakened, I appear when wrestlers fight dirty. Oh. I am an honorable old warrior. Okay. And, and so you don't like it. When I don't like it. When people get honorable. That's right. So. Um, I will do things like pop out of the canvas and pull people into the ground. That's so funny. Although that's a steal, I guess. Yeah. But one touch from me will send a wrestler into their worst nightmare. Ooh. So they'll be convulsing and screaming and stuff on stage. And it also means that I don't have to very get very physical and run around and all this. Right, right, of course. Um, uh, yeah, I wrote down here, this allows me to be a threat without having to be too physical. <laughs> Then I like where your head's at. It all will culminate at the end of the season in a don't wake daddy match. Oh, I, as the midnight man, am lying in a com big comfy bed suspended 50 feet above the ring. And all the wrestlers have to fight quietly because if they make too much noise, they might wake me and I will come down fast. I bet. I, yeah. Yeah. I will descend from yeah. the rafters. I'll rise on the bed and spread out my arms, and then they will slowly lower me to the ground, and I will touch them on the shoulders, and they will collapse. And then I will raise my hands, and the lights will go out one more time. The Midnight Man. The Midnight... William, I love it. All right. I love... Wait, what is... Not what a lot of fighting. Do you know what the Midnight Man wears? Um, well, in the Don't Wake Daddy match, it's a long sleeping gown and a nightcap. And I've got... I have one of those little candle holders. <laughs> the snuffer. <laughs> snuffer. <laughs> a, a sleeping cap is really a snuffer for your head. Yes. You put on that yes, hat and you fall asleep. Yes. Um, no, but the rest of the time, I think that I'm wearing a long gossamer robe. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you have a wrestling character already. <laughs> You're right. The gossamer raven. The, the gossamer raven. I forgot about that. Man, why is this bringing up so many like buried memories? This is so strange. Well, why did we say that? Um, uh, this is like genuinely. This is like fifteen years ago. Oh, why did the Gossamer? Raven I think come I about? blurted out that if I were a wrestler, I'd be known as the Gossamer. I think you Raven. did. I think it's as simple as that. And there's nothing more to it. No, no. So anyway, yeah, I'm wearing a big Gossamer robe. Yeah, you definitely feel Gossamer is yeah. what you want to go into a ring with. That's correct. Yeah, that is. Man, correct. I haven't thought about the Gossamer Raven in forever. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what? He's always with me. He's your dark passenger. <laughs> <May> I? <laughs> I is my dark passenger. Okay. So um, I went kind of a different angle with my character. Mine's a little bit more of a... Oh, wait. Maybe the Midnight Man is the Gossamer Raven, right? Oh, right. Because These sometimes... days I'm known as the Midnight Man. Yeah. But way back when I was alive, I was the Gossamer Raven because my real name is Donald Raven. Okay. Okay, and you wear gossamer. And I wear gossamer. So they started calling you the gossamer raven. Yeah. Yeah, this makes sense. Donald Raven's Donald pretty raven. badass. Yeah, nothing's more <laughs> badass than the name Donald. <laughs> Donald Raven. Okay, so I worked... First I thought, what would I want to look like? What am I wearing? And then I worked from there. Ah, yeah. I wanted to wear, um, like, latexy glitter, dark green leggings... And like a matching sports bra or whatever. 
And then I came up with the name the Green Goblin. Oh, but it's like goblin, like gobbling, like yum yum. Oh, that's stupid. Okay, now the Green Goblin is yes from Spider Man, <laughs> right? Yes. but you're just doing that anyway. Yes, there might be trademark issues. I'm a different kind of goblin. Right, you're not G O B L I N. You G-O-B-B-L-I-N, are G O B B L I N apostrophe. Yes. Okay. So my backstory: I'm actually a member of the fairy folk. I'm part of the Fae. Okay. Um, but I was raised by humans <laughs> and unaccustomed to human food after a life of eating berries and twigs. <laughs> eating the human food they fed me caused me to grow to human size, but I still retain this inhuman strength from my DNA okay. as Fae. Um, so my signature move is the gob chomp. And this is where I come at people doing a chomp motion with my arms before I kick their ass. What's a chomp motion with your arms? Chomp, chomp. Oh, like doing singing yes. baby shark. Yeah, I guess so. Like full arm, I'm making like a chomp with my yeah. like I'm an alligator. Right. So I go at people, chomp, 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 <laughs> and then I just kick their ass however I want to kick their ass. Okay. Um, <laughs> that prelude to just a regular old ass beating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it really has nothing to do with anything. And I have a shtick where they'll cut to me backstage, like getting ready, whatever. And I always have like a damn feast in front of me, like hook. And um, I wear a. So it's all frosting. <laughs> it's all different colored frosting. <laughs> you know, I I had yesterday. Yesterday I got a latte. Uh huh. And I got I got the foam all over my mustache, and I looked in the mirror and I licked my lips and went, "Bangarang!" Oh my god! I did. I believe you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's my shtick is that they'll, you know, they'll cut to me or whatever. And I'm like, yep, I'm just getting ready or whatever. And I have like an awesome feast. And then I wear a bib when I'm coming from the backstage to the ring. And it's my thing that I always take it off and fling it to the crowd, my bib. (laughs) (laughs) And then I go in the ring and kick some ass. Wow. Yeah. I don't know how scary it is. I'm very strong. All right, so I have the strength of the Fae. So who wins, the Midnight Man or the Green Goblin? Hmm. <laughs> goblin. <laughs> so stupid. The Midnight Man or the Green Goblin? Now bear in mind, I have designed a character whose merest touch—I know—that's what I'm saying. We're both supernatural. Throws you though. into a nightmare. We're both supernatural because maybe you're so strong that the 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 Midnight Man mm-hmm. pinch, yeah, does nothing. Yeah, that it like a human. Wouldn't have that problem, but I'm a fairy. Then here's how the match goes. Yeah. May I suggest? Please. You you uh you come into the ring throwing your bib, right? Yeah. And you get up and you and you come through the ropes and you go, Where is he? Yeah. Show him to me. Uh Uh-huh. And then you start doing, What are you waiting for? Uh Uh-huh. With your arms outspread, you're spinning. Yep. And then uh you go, guess he's not gonna show. (laughs) Lights go out. Then you appear. (laughs) Lights come on and I'm descending. From the rafters. Okay. And you're, you're in shock. Right? He's you're here. stunned. You're, you're terrified. Okay. And yeah, I, I don't know about lower, that, but go I ahead. I lower right beside you. Uh huh. And I dramatically reach out to pinch. And then I do the you gob st- chomp. You do the gob chomp and you yep. stop the hand. Yes. And That's this is it, never- I, I was about to say exactly the same thing when I went, like, oh, wait, wait. It was exactly this. <laughs> yeah. You do the gob chomp, yeah. you stop the hand. Yeah. And I'm so bewildered. This has never happened before. Uh-huh. No mortal uh-huh. has ever prevented right. the touch, the pinch. Yeah. Of the Midnight Man, but you are no mortal. That's exactly for right. For you are Faye. Uh-huh. And then you beat the living shit out of me. <laughs> you win. 
think that's probably how it goes. It's probably how it goes. <laughs> and then they just write me out of the storyline because I have to recover from real life orbital fractures and <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Right. Right. We have to write you out for a while. Of course. All right, everybody. Well, there you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, there. that's this episode. That's wrestling. Now, I did. Th- that's good old fashioned wrestling. <laughs> that's just some good old fashioned fun. <laughs> um, I, I did also look up Doink the Clown. Because we were go- we were gonna do this episode was originally gonna be us talking about various horror. Yeah, we were supposed characters. to do two each, and it was just impossible. Right. Um. So all I want to say is this: there was a clown guy. His name was Doink the Clown. He fought a dude named Crush, and then another Doink appeared from under the ring. Two clowns. So this is a thing that they oh, have yeah. like a duplicate, huh? He okay. also eventually got a little person sidekick named Dink. Okay. And they teamed up with Wink and Pink. So it was, and they were females. But so there was Doink, Dink, Wink, and Pink. Who are Wink and Pink though? Female clowns. Are they on the side of Doink or the other clown that came? They're about? they're like a family. Okay, they're all good. Yeah, okay. well, they're they're all together. Yeah, I mean, they're good with each other. They're all good with each other. Yeah. And then in 2010, uh, the Doink the clown guy redid his costume to look more like Heath Ledger's Joker. Oh. So. Okay. He's uh. So that's where he's at. I think he became persona non grata pretty quickly. <laughs> God. There's really that's really all there is to say about him. That's tough. So uh there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right, everybody. That is scary wrestling. Oh, that was terrifying. Yes. All right, everyone. Well, I hope you uh I hope you enjoyed this episode. Mm-hmm. I certainly listen, we I chose did. to talk about this and I still was concerned that we talk about a things a bunch of things I didn't care about. I very much I enjoyed felt it. confident. Oh, it was it's so crazy. Mm-hmm. All yes. of this the storyline stuff. It's Absolutely. Just so I really it's hope very you enjoyed juicy. it, everybody. Oh my god. And the dishy. I was enjoying it. Yes. It's uh yeah. It's like uh it is like a real housewives-ish. Yeah, yeah, it right? is. There are twists and turns and people are being betrayed. Yes, lots all of all the time. I've never been like betrayed in real life. People are betrayed <laughs> in wrestling, seemingly like Every day, left, right, and center. It's crazy. <laughs> I've been betrayed a few times. What the hell? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Lucky you. Yeah, look at me. Uh, but there you go, everybody. All right. I hope you enjoyed it. If you would like more Guides the Unknown, and or if you would like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash pod. We have different tiers, so you can have a bonus show every week if you like. Yeah. You can have a bonus show every other week, or you can have a bonus show once a month. Just go to patreon.com slash pod. Check out those cheers. Do whatever... Cheers. Check out those tears. Send us your cheers. That's right. Do whatever you are comfortable with. And thank you so, so much to our existing patrons. Yeah. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, We love to see those new reviews come in. Mm -hmm. Um, They are so wonderful. They brighten our spirits. And maybe maybe we'll get back to reading some of those good reviews on the show. I think that might be nice to do. Mm -hmm. Um, You can also follow us online. We are at GTTU pod. We will post every time that there's a new show. We will share links when we are recording something live. Um, and you can also follow uh, us online. That's right. I'm at Chillin' Kristen. I'm at The Myth Traveler. So we'll be back next week when we get out of the ring and cover some other spooky thing. That's right. But until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld. Go we. Dun, dun, dun. Ha, ha, ha. WrestleMania. <laughs>